Hello and welcome back to the Finlay Carmichael PT podcast. Now, today's episode is a solo one and it's going to be based around questions that I get asked quite frequently. And it's ones that people aren't sure of, just people, uh, ones that people just struggle to understand, I think. So I just wanted to, to do a podcast specifically on, I've got five questions here. So on these five questions, um, and I'm just going to go through and, and give you sort of uh, a bit of knowledge on each one. So uh, number one, quite a simple one. How many calories should I be consuming? Now, this depends massively. Um, it, first of all, it depends what your goal is. But then it will depend on whether you're male or whether you're female, your height, your weight, your activity levels, how many times you train a week, and um, specifically, like how fast you want to move towards your goal. So I also think that people tend to get given a calorie goal um, and they get given that number and then they think, very black and white. They think if I go over that number, uh, I've failed. If I go under it, then I'm doing good. Whereas that's not quite the case. And if you think about it, the more you move, the more you exercise, the more calories you need. The, the less you do, the less you move, the, the less you need, the less calories you need. So I've found it quite useful to give people a range. So rather than just aiming for one number, giving them a range. So let's say that someone's trying to consume uh, around about 1600 calories. Rather than focus on the 1600, because as soon as they go over that one number, they feel like they have failed, uh, I might then decide to give them sort of a number between 1500 and 1700 calories. Then on the days where they feel not as hungry, they're maybe not doing as much, they can go towards the, the 1500 side of things. If on a day that they're, they're training quite hard, their steps have been high, they can afford to have a few more, maybe go towards the 1700. But that just gives them a range that they can then focus on. I think that makes things a lot easier. Um, so calorie-wise, there's, there's not like one number that is going to suit everyone. It's going to come down to like what those, those different aspects that I've just been through. And it's also going to come down to, so if some, like how fast you want to move towards your goal. So if someone um, needs around about 2,000 calories to maintain their weight, they could go in a deficit of 200 calories and eat 1,800 calories. That means that their progress wouldn't be as fast, but they'd be able to include foods they enjoy. They'd be able to um, probably stick to the diet a little bit easier when you compare that to someone who um, is consuming 1,500 calories because the 1,500 calories, they've got 500 or 300 calories less and it's going to be harder to stick to. It's going to be harder to um, eat enough protein within that goal. But that's not to say that that's bad. It's just that if that if one person can do it at fifteen hundred and they they are are totally okay with that, they can they can eat fifteen hundred and feel okay. Like that's that's fine. That that'll work for them. But for some other people who maybe have um, a more bigger social life and they, they like to do more things socially, they maybe like higher calorie foods. They're not too bothered about making progress as fast. Then they would maybe go towards the eighteen hundred mark or um, so it's not to say that like there's one number that you really should be focusing on and there's no magic number. It's just going to come down to your ability to stay consistent with that number. And um, because when I give someone a calorie goal and let, if they're not being consistent with it, then I can't really change anything because we don't know how many calories are they consuming. And I'm going to go um, into calorie cycling a little bit later in this podcast, but 
um, just being able to be as consistent as you can hitting your, your calorie goal. And one thing that I've um, tried to sort of educate clients on is rather than aiming for that, the same number every single day, cycling their calories a little bit so that they can maybe have one day where they have more calories. Um, and I'm going to, as I say, I'll go through that a little bit later in the podcast. But how many calories you need will be totally dependent on your height, your sex, your weight, your activity levels, how many times a week you're training. Even the amount of muscle you've got will um, dictate sort of how many calories you'll need. And there's no good or bad. There's no sort of right or, or wrong when it comes to calories. But focusing on a number that you can stick to consistently is going to be key. And in a deficit, obviously, that's going to be a little bit less than maintenance. Um, how aggressive you want to go will depend. And how many, if you're trying to really focus on building muscle, then obviously being in a calorie surplus and being above that, um, above the amount of calories that you need to maintain your weight is going to be important. And that might be 100 calories, 200, 300. Um, again, it depends how fast you're looking to make progress, but that's a sort of a whole other ballpark when it comes to um, really focusing on a calorie surplus and building muscle. Um, but yeah, that should give you an idea of, of how many calories you're consuming. And like when people come to me, I'll put it into calorie calculator, I'll estimate their calories. And then from there, it's down to that person to be consistent. If they're not being consistent, then I can't really tell them, yeah, that's, that's the right number of calories, that's the wrong number of calories, we're making progress, we're not. Because it's, it's not down to that number, it's down to the person's consistency. And so if you are, like, if you do it yourself and you, you, you Google how many calories should be eaten, you, you put, in a, put it in a calorie calculator, you get a number, then and make sure you are being consistent with that number before you say it's not working. Because a lot of people will maybe do it five days a week, even six days a week, and then on the other day, blow the calories out of the water. And then all they can think of is, well, this isn't working because I'm doing this six, five, six days a week. Whereas probably it's not the calories that, that's holding them back, it's actually the consistency. And they might think they're sticking to their calories when really they're only doing that five or six days and that one to two days is, is actually massively taking them over. Um, now, number two is how many calories should I be burning? So this has come up a lot. And I think, um, in fact, I've got specifically a client that, that really, really struggled with that when they came to me. And, and she was really focused on burning as many calories as she could. And she would be doing loads of cardio. She would be looking at her watch all the time, focusing on, oh, I've only burned this many, I've only burned this many. Whereas rather than focusing on burning on the amount of calorie or on the, the amount of calories you're burning, try and focus rather on the calories you're consuming because the calories you're burning is probably very inaccurate anyway. And if you wore a watch on a smartwatch on each wrist, that would probably give you massively different readings and even like wearing one of each on each wrist. And what's much easier, like obviously calorie tracking isn't a hundred percent accurate, but we know it's going to give you a much better idea um, and it's going to be much more accurate in telling you how many calories you're actually consuming when you compare that to how many calories you're burning. And not only that, I think it's a much more positive way to think about things. Because when you're focused on how many calories am I burning, and you're just exercising to burn as many calories as you possibly can, you're doing hit workouts, you're doing running, you're, you're jumping on the cross trainer for hours on end. Like, not to say that's a bad thing, but it's almost a negative way of coming at um, into exercise and you're almost looking to 
to burn as many calories as you can to because you don't like you, you don't like yourself and you're doing it to almost punish yourself because maybe you overate or maybe you had a few extra calories that, that you hadn't planned to and you feel like, oh no, I've got to make up for this. I've got to burn all these extra calories. Whereas when you can focus on rather on the calories you're consuming, like it, it's just a different uh, way of thinking about things. But all of a sudden you'll, you'll start to see better progress because you'll start to um, be much more accurate with what you're eating. You'll start to make better food choices. And then that in turn will help change your body, not because you're focusing on the calories you're burning, but because you're focused on the calories you're actually consuming and the calories you're taking into your body. And, and that's where like strength training comes in as well. Like being able to go into the gym and focus on getting stronger, focus on building strength, focus on adding a rep, adding some weight um, over, over days, weeks, months, because that will in turn change your body. Um, and focusing on the calories that you're consuming is much more important than focus on the calories you're burning. And it's, if you, if you have been a, a type of person that's focused on like burning as many calories as you can, doing a hit workout, checking your watch, seeing that you've burned 200 calories, doing an extra half, 50 minutes, half an hour to get another 100, um, just to make sure that you've, you've burned enough calories for the day, making sure your rings and your Apple Watch have all got three rings. Uh, like it's a completely different mindset to when then you're just focusing on the calories you're actually consuming. And rather than focusing on calories burned, focus on trying to get as many steps as you can. Because that's then, is not causing your body a whole load of stress. You're literally, you can go out for a walk, you can listen to a podcast, you can put on an audiobook, you can put on some music, some, some country music, because I know every single one of you listening to this loves, loves a bit of country music. But you can go out and you can listen to that. And if you start focusing on the calories you're consuming over the calories you're burning, I promise you, you will see better results. Like no doubt about it. I have no doubt in my mind that you will see better results when you focus on the calories you're consuming over the calories you're burning. And so hopefully that just gives you an insight into how and why you should focus on what you're consuming rather than what calories you're burning. Now, the third question I've got here is what are the best exercises to tone up? Uh, and I get asked this all the time. Um, the reality is no one exercise is going to help you tone up. Not one. You could do a thousand sit-ups a day. You could do a thousand sit-ups twice a day. But that is not going to help you change your, how your stomach looks. That is all going to be down to nutrition and your diet. And when it comes to toning up, obviously we want to be able to do resistance training. Because when it comes to toning up, there's going to be two parts. First is going to be the fat loss side of things, but the second is going to be um, the resistance training side of things and building muscle. Now, fat loss is going to be dictated through your diet. And like I've just said there, like it doesn't matter how many calories you're burning, what matters is how many calories you're consuming. And um, making sure that your diet is in check because you're never going to be able to outtrain your diet. You're not going to be able to outtrain that. So just making sure that you're hitting your calorie goals, ideally hitting your protein goals, making sure your your diet's like full of good quality and nutritious foods, and as well as obviously allowing yourself a bit of balance here and there as well, of course, because we know that's important. Um, but the the fat loss thing is going to be dictated through your diet. 
And then the resistance training side of, part, side of it is going to dictate um, how much muscle you can build. And we want to be following like a well-rounded program that's going to improve the strength that we've got and being able to, as I say, lift more weight, uh, do more reps, and just increase the, the amount of strength that we've got over time. Uh, so maybe you might start with 10 press-ups and then build it up to 12, and then maybe next goal might be 15 and then 20, and just trying to get stronger over time. Um, but exercise-wise, there's no best exercises. There is literally no best exercises. Um, However, when, let's say, for example, you want to tone up your bum, you want a better bum, we, what I might do is like write a training program uh, that is more focused around those body parts. So let's use glutes, for example. I might have hip thrusting, I might have Romanian deadlifts, I might have some squats, some lunges, and all the sort of key movements that are going to uh, maximize the amount of, of sort of glute growth that we can, we can get. But that doesn't mean that necessarily our glutes will tone up because of that. It's going to be dictated through our diet. And though through our training side of things, we'd still want to be getting stronger. We'd still want to be, as an example, hip thrusting more weight over time. Uh, nothing's going to really change until we start changing our diet, until we start making sure that we're hitting our calories, making sure we're hitting our protein, making sure... Uh, we're drinking enough water, getting enough fruit, veg, etc., and just ensuring that our, our diet's um, in the right place. Um, and like, I'm going to actually do a pyramid, uh, a piece on social media that with a visual sort of pyramid that you can look at as to um, where to focus on to, to see results. But if if you're looking to tone up, there's no one best exercise. There's no there's no um, there's not one exercise that you should be doing, whether it's wanting to tone up your arms, your bum, your back. Like there's, there's loads of different exercises you can do for, that, for each body part, but your diet is going to dictate whether your body changes or not. Um, and when it comes to toning up, what I'd probably say is trying to go through periods where you're maybe focused on fat loss for a period of time and then you focus on mu building muscle a period of time so the fat loss phase is obviously going to be a calorie deficit and then you'd want to increase your calories um, and then go into a sort of muscle gain phase where the focus is to build muscle and then the next time when you come down when it comes down to you then um, maybe you've booked a holiday or something then you can then go back into the dieting phase and that's when you really see the changes after you've spent a period of time building the muscle um, because a lot of people think that, oh, I'm, I'll just diet and then I'll look amazing straight away. And if you do have a decent amount of muscle, then that might be the case. But for a lot of people, they're going to have to go through um, phases of really focusing on building muscle to make sure their muscle mass is in a, good, in a good place and then diet down from that. And that's where they really see the changes after they've built the muscle, after they've spent a good period of time focusing on getting stronger, focusing on training consistently, focus on eating enough calories. And especially in the muscle gain phase, that's not going to be eating as little calories as possible. That's going to be through um, eating at maintenance, probably slightly above, to ensure that you've got your body's got enough energy, enough fuel to build the muscle. Um, and then obviously when they go into that diet phase after that, their body's going to look so much better because they've, they've spent that period of time building muscle. That's going to help them change their shape. That's going to help them build the areas that they want. Uh, so for example, glutes as an example, 
um, a female might spend then 12 weeks going into a muscle building phase where they're really focused on building their glutes. Um, and if they're training consistently, eating enough calories, hitting their protein goals, and everything else that need to be doing, then when it comes back to dieting down, their body is going to be in a much better place because they spent that period of time eating more calories um, to fuel their training. So yeah, as a, as a quick summary on that question, there's no one best exercise to tone up. Um, and yeah, like don't expect to do a thousand setups a night and see your, see your stomach changing, see your, see your abs coming through because it's all going to be down to nutrition. Now, number four is how do I stop the weekend ruining my progress? Now I've done, um, uh, another podcast on this a few weeks ago. In fact, it was a training that I did with my online clients, uh, around the weekend. So if you haven't listened to that, then please go and listen to that. I can't remember what number it is exactly, but it shouldn't be too long ago. Uh, maybe a few weeks. Now, um, when it comes to the weekend, what I've found has been really useful is calorie cycling. And I think I'm actually going to do a podcast specifically on calorie cycling. But calorie cycling is, let me, let me, let's say I give you a calorie goal. In fact, let's say I give you a, a range of calories. So let's use the 1500, 1700. Now, rather than just thinking that you have to eat that every single day, what I would do is I would multiply the bottom number, so the, the smaller number, let's say 1500 by seven, and then the 1700 by seven. And I'm not good at maths, but that will give you uh, a range for the week that you can hit. And if you've just got one number, 1600, just put 1600 times seven, whatever calories you're trying to consume. But you want a sort of weekly goal. From there, um, this is where your, your math skills come in. From there, what I would do is try and give yourself a number, maybe five to six times a week that you can consistently hit. And then the one to two other days, I would give yourself more calories. So what I do, as, and this is personal preference, and this is where you work it into your lifestyle and, and how you like to live. But I generally am more strict Monday to Friday, and then Saturday, I'm more relaxed. So I like more calories on a Saturday. Friday doesn't really bother me. Saturday uh, is Prosecco day, uh, so and a dinner out. So yeah, I, I like more calories on a Saturday. So what I do is I split my calories up over six days and then allow myself one day where I'm having more. And as an example, this uh, right now I'm, I'm dieting, I'm doing this mini cut. Uh, I'm going to be doing a YouTube video on it actually, but there's, I'm trying to consume sort of 1800 to 2000 calories right now, which is, which is low for a guy. Um, now, that 1800 to 2000, what I do is I do that six times a week. And then one day a week, I'll, I'll consume sort of 3000 to even three and a half thousand. Uh, if I, if I really feel like I'm, I'm going ham. Um, but that day just allows me some balance. And if I was trying to stick to 1800 to 2000, seven days a week, there's no way I'd be able to do it. I just wouldn't be able to stick to that because I enjoy that day, a Saturday, where I can enjoy a little bit of balance. So for me, that 3,000 calories, like that needs to be there because I need one day where I can really, really enjoy myself, feel like I, I can take a day off. And it's not that it's a cheap day at all because I'll still try and include snacks throughout the week that I like. Um, and I don't, I don't call it a cheat day at all because I, I just don't like that term because I, I feel like that's 
people then think that they're being bad on that day and then they've got to be good on the rest of the days. Um, but yeah, like that day is really, really important. So with your calories, can you do the same thing? Can you split them up? Whether it's you want to do uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, and Sunday a little bit lower and then have Friday and Saturday a little bit higher. Could you do the same as me and do six days lower, one day higher? And it's going to come down to how many calories you're consuming and then splitting that up over the week. But I found that's the best way that you're able to then um, stick to your calories over the period of a week rather than thinking like daily, rather than being like, oh, I need to stick, my, stick to my calories every single day, the same calories every day uh, because that's, that's just going to be pretty tricky. And as soon as you go over for a day, you feel that you failed. Whereas if you can allow yourself one day where you're having a little bit of flexibility, you're, you're allowing yourself uh, some balance, which, which is a, a very important part, in my opinion. I feel like ev everyone should, be, should have some balance and worked within their week, whether that be uh, like nutrition-wise or doing things that they enjoy or whatever it is. Like I, I, balance is one of the, the most important parts of my program, actually. And uh, we work on sort of the four, the four key pillars of the program, which is body confidence, brain, and balance. Um, but yeah, that will should help uh, you to understand how you can split up your calories a little bit more and how you can then stick to your diet a little bit more, especially when it comes to the weekend. But as I say, uh, listen to the weekend podcast because that goes a little bit more in depth specifically on the weekends. Um, now, the last the last question I've got here is should be should I be sore after a workout? Because I found, especially new clients, and new clients will come in and they will expect to be really, really sore. And it's almost like it's almost like a badge of honor. Like you want to be sore after the workouts. You want to be that person that's like crawling down the stairs that's really, really struggling. But yes, that might happen for the for the first sort of week, maybe the first uh, time you do each workout of your program. But for the rest of the time, it's not that you should be super, super sore after workout. The only time you'll really be sore is if you're doing new exercises, if you've taken a while off, or if you are maybe eating fairly low calories and your recovery is not great. They're the sort of three main times. And for a workout to be effective, you, you don't need to be sore the next day. And I think when it comes to strength training, when it comes to resistance training and using weights and, and changing your shape, shape and, and things like that, a lot of people to expect that they should be crawling out of the gym. They should be pouring with sweat and they almost see it as like a hit workout or a boot camp or, or something like that. Whereas that's not the case. And I think a lot of the time you should be coming out of your workout feeling better than you went in. You should be feeling um, more alert. You should be feeling more energetic. You should be feeling better about yourself. Um, and it's not like you should be crawling out of the gym and that's the sign of a good session. And um, I think it's I think a lot of people almost yeah see it as like a badge of honor and they're, they're super, super proud that they've worked really, really hard. And like nothing against that. Like people who, who do that type of training really, really enjoy it. And that's great. But with strength, strength training and, and uh, weight training, that isn't the goal. The goal is to get stronger week on week and week. And it's not about absolutely killing yourself, absolutely destroying yourself. It's about coming back that little bit stronger next time. So week one, you might be able to squat 50 kilos. If you took that to 100% and you failed and you couldn't do another rep, then 
that's probably not the right way to go about it, especially for sort of intermediates. Maybe if you're more advanced, then then yeah, that that taking things to failure might be might be something that you would look at. But for the clients that I work with, like doing three sets of ten with fifty kilos and them feeling on the last set that they had to push a lot to get those last couple of reps. But at a big, big push, they could maybe do 11 or 12 reps. Um, and then they come back week two, and then rather than going 50 kilos again, they, they're like, right, okay, I'm going to try 52 and a half. And then they manage it just about. So then maybe week three, they stay the same. Maybe week four, then they're like, right, I'm feeling strong again. I'm feeling good. I'm going to go to 55. And it's those small incremental increases that are making the progress along with, of course, your diet. But once you've done the first week, once you've, you, you might have changed program or maybe you've taken a while off, yeah, you might feel sore after that first session. You might feel really sore. But then week two, you're not going to feel as sore. Your body's going to be getting used to it. Your body's going to get used to the stimulus. And then week three, chances are you, you won't feel anything. You'll, you'll feel pretty good the next day. You'll wake up. Uh, and like, don't get me wrong. I like being sore after work. I, I, I do like it. I, I like that feeling of like, yeah, I pushed yesterday and, um, I can, I can feel that I, I worked through a hard set or I feel like I really pushed myself, but that's not the case all the time. And you don't have to be sore for a workout to be effective. So the next time you go to the gym and uh, you're, you're not sore or you're not crawling at the gym, don't worry about it because you don't have to be doing that every single time. And you don't have to be sore for a workout to have been good or to be a success, for a workout to have been a success. Um, so yeah, I'd, hopefully that helps. That's just sort of five common questions that come up um, when it comes to both like nutrition and obviously exercise. And so, yeah, I hope that helps. Let me know if it does. Please, as always, give it a share in your stories. Uh, give me a tag. And, um, yeah, please just feel free to give me a message if you found it useful. Give me a message if you've got any other questions that you might want me to talk about. Um, or, you, or, like, even if you've got any questions that you need any help with, just give me a message because I, I, would, I would love to be able to help. Um, but they are five sort of questions that I find commonly come up. So, Hopefully you've found this podcast useful and uh, yeah, I will speak to you soon.